You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. A man must struggle to travel home for Thanksgiving with a lovable oaf of a shower curtain ring salesman as his only companion. Alright guys, uh, let's jump into the spoiler-free section. Um, Basic thoughts on this film? Well, being my first time watching this film, and the expectations of another co-host saying that his possibility that I would not like this film. Only because you don't like comedies. Right. Generally. Generally, yes. And so, with that in mind, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It has an amazing story. You have two characters that you can quasi-relate to. And it was an enjoyable enjoyable little romp of a comedy. That was a that had a very good solid story behind it, and I was very impressed. It makes me want to watch more John Hughes movies. Well, John Hughes is a great director, so yeah, you know. yeah, and writer, yeah, and writer, yeah. I've um, I've seen this movie I think about four times now, and I I love this movie. It's not my favorite John Hughes movie because that will probably always go to Ferris Bueller. Classic. But mm. this is a good this is a good one. Uh my well, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh it's just it's got a great story. It's got a uh it's it's a comedy of errors through the out the entire thing. And I'm waiting for Jacob to turn the sound off so that won't I show thought, up on the recording. I thought I had to turn the sound off, my <laughs> mistake. Uh that's what he gets for being on his phone. Uh, yep, but yeah, the movie was is enjoyable. It's one I enjoy watching regularly. It's the only Thanksgiving movie I think I would watch on a regular basis, mostly because I can't think of many other Thanksgiving movies. It is the oft uh, underappreciated holiday of the season, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but it gets its day, I guess. Yeah, um, this for me this this movie was interesting i guess um i do very much enjoy john candy and what i've seen him in and steve martin is mm-hmm. legendary for lack of a better term um and i i thought it was an interesting premise and i think it was not a bad film by any any means but i wouldn't call it a great film or anything like that um but i enjoyed it i guess uh it wasn't bad i i felt like some of the stuff was a little obvious, uh, like the the ending and whatnot. But other than that, mm-hmm. I, I thought yeah. it was good. Thought it was good. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go too much into it. It was. Uh, I was surprised by the rating. I was thinking it was probably PG, uh, and then I then I turned it on and started watching it. And I was like, oh, this is not a PG movie. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Mostly because of one scene. Right, right. Some language. Yeah. Some language just, for just, sure. Just, yeah. just a bit. Just thirty-seven repetitions of the same word over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I didn't count it. I'm assuming it's thirty-seven. <laughs> it's something along those lines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, is there anything else we need to touch on before we uh, move into the spoiler-filled section of this film review? 
Don't throw away your receipt. And those <laughs> aren't pillows. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that right there. <laughs> it was a good scene. Um, all right. So here we go. Uh, we are jumping into our spoiler-filled section of the review. If you haven't seen this film and plan to watch it and don't like spoilers... I advise to go ahead and pause the review and come back and finish it after you finish the movie. Otherwise, if you've seen it or don't mind spoilers or really just want to listen to us anyway and don't care, uh, go ahead and continue with us as we jump into the spoiler-filled section of our review of the film. Okay, so um, who wants to start on this one? I'll start. I was pleasantly surprised of how much I enjoyed this film. Uh, for a person like myself who does not necessarily like just pure comedy for itself. Uh, this had this story had a lot of depth, a lot of uh, very emotional, very key moments that, um, with our uh, our two characters' plight of wanting to wring each other's neck in the the onslaught of bamboozlement going on throughout this unfortunate film. Unfortunate circumstances. Yes, yes. Yes. There we go. And uh, bamboozlements. That's a new one. Yeah, bamboozlements. <laughs> the the fact that you have Steve Martin playing Neil Page, who's this straight lace, no nonsense kind of guy, runs into Dell Griffith, played by John Candy, who when Again, me watching for the first time, I had no idea what kind of character John Candy's character was, and his getting um, getting Steve Martin's character to pay for everything, and I was like, okay, this guy's a swindler. He's a hustler. Like he's 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 a cheapskate, and so I'm thinking like, oh, okay, he's gonna like bamboozle his you know um, Martin's money out of him, and he's gonna just be this like no no good two-timing crook but by the end of it and now granted they had they'd sprinkled the seeds of um of uh john candy's character early on in the early on you in the, movie. the twist at the end yeah the nice little twist at the end i mean like i really really enjoyed that i was like oh wow okay i mm-hmm. completely misjudged this character and uh and it just the the nice in the ending was very very nice i was like okay be like you could see it coming be like you could see where this movie will lie where the um where the credits roll the very end of it but it was very satisfactor satisfaction when it came to uh john candy as a character that you have this man who is uh, basically on the road his for for how long his his uh, precious wife has been dead has passed away and the the fact to be like Steve Martin's character basically feels sympathy for him, and these two men kind of bond over what the uh, the the trials and the um, the awkward circumstances they're put into, and becoming more coming starting off more of like instigators towards each other to becoming almost like brothers. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it because. There again, John Hughes absolutely just kills killed it when it came to the, to the uh, script and the writing and the directing, and it was just 
fantastic, and I, I can't wait to watch another John John Hughes film. John film John Hughes film. So I want to go ahead and jump in and mention okay. something that I found really entertaining right away. Is as I'm watching this movie, I haven't seen it, so I didn't know much about it. I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. So I'm except, the only uh, one who had seen it before. Yes. Yeah. Ex- okay. Except the only thing I was expecting was planes, trains, and automobiles, yes. <laughs> and Steve Martin and John Candy. Uh, and we we get started very footloose and fancy free with uh, Kevin Bacon um, yes. in a foot race with Steve Martin, which was entertaining. Um, which I was thinking maybe he was going to have a bigger role in the film, but I guess this was an early credit, obviously. Um, but it yeah, was entertaining. No, yeah, technically, uh, Kevin Bacon. Because he and John and uh, John Hughes had known each other for so long, okay. because I think he had just gotten off another John Hughes film, and he basically told John, "It's like, hey, if you have a project coming up, I don't care what it is, big, small, I want to be a part of it." And so that's, that's cool. why that, that's why you get Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. in this scene where he's trying to chase down a cab. Yeah, um, that's the whole reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and watching this film, I also realize, and it has to be true. Um, that the character Del Griffith in this is part of the inspiration for Family Guy uh, because Del Griffith is very reminiscent of Peter Griffin. And in fact, even the scene where he's like, you know what, grinds my gears, they mm-hmm. use that scene in a, in a, in a famous episode of um, uh, Family Guy where the main character, Peter Griffin, uh, gets a segment on a TV show saying what yes. grinds my gears. Uh, so I think there has... And Seth MacFarlane is known for is paying homage to people and known for all those things. But I'm convinced that it has to at least in some way have played a part in the creation or the idea of Family Guy. Probably so, a lot of plot, a lot of probably a lot of inspiration. Sure, mm-hmm. you know I'm sure he's a fan of John Candy. I wouldn't doubt it at all. So yeah, uh, that could have been well, it. And I know he's a fan of John Hughes because he did reference uh, one of the, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off in an episode of Family Guy, yeah. also. But everybody references Ferris Bueller's Day Off too. Oh, that's so. a great movie. I still Kinda. need to watch that film. I can't believe you haven't seen that film. I, I think own, I own the film. I need to sit down I next to watch were it. Borrowing the film? No, I bought it. Okay. Um, but yeah, the thing I liked about this is we do get to see Steve Martin playing the semi-serious, and I say serious as a character not serious is in the full portrayal because we do get mm-hmm. to see a lot of comedy in his action. Yeah. Um, he is very much the straight man so. in this one. What was that? I said, he's very much the straight man in this one. Very right. Joyful. Which is crazy that Steve Martin is playing a straight man uh, yeah. as far as that goes. So he's usually the, the color commentary, the fun, the silly mm-hmm. guy. Uh, but I guess with John Candy, he would, that Steve Martin might be the more obvious choice. Um, but it's a comedy. I mean, it, they're they're both comedy geniuses, if you will, uh, and fantastic actors. So I mean, you know, uh, it's they're they're perfect for this film. Um, I do very much enjoy the the fact that we pretty much have a very limited cast list during most of the film. I mean, we have a mm-hmm. couple of you know cameos, a couple of people who show up here and there. Like we even get Dylan Baker. Uh, who um, I know from like a thousand different things, one of which was playing Doc Ock in the uh, Maguire version of uh, Spider-Man. Not Doc Ock, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dr. Kurt Connors. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Kurt Connors playing Owen, like the son of the the guy who came to pick them up, the redneck. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. That was uh, slightly disturbing. Yeah, it was. It took me a minute, but I was staring at him like, that's who that guy is. Um, 
and there are several other people that uh, that have been on TV and movies before, but it's a pretty limited cast, I would say, as far as uh, main characters or people that we deal with on a regular basis. Really, we're getting uh, Neil Page by Steve Martin, Del Griffith by John Candy, and Layla Robbins playing Susan Page. Mm. Um, and that's really the, I guess, the main characters to this film. Uh, everybody else is just people in the background uh, yeah. almost almost the whole time. I mean, you could argue um, Neil Page, uh, Steve Mart- played by Steve Martin's uh the business, the guy he worked with at the beginning was a character, but other than that, we don't see much. We see them for a moment, and then they're gone in most cases. So, I like to think of that as Ferris Bueller's dad, since it's the same actor. Mm. <laughs> it's possible because um, I don't think they ever say his name. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, John Candy is one of those people who everything he's in is great. Um, he's always, I mean, I would say he generally plays a similar type of character i wouldn't say he's a crazy dynamic actor by any means from what i've seen but he does play the characters he plays very well um Mm -hmm. whether that's because of that's how he was uh why he was cast to play that exact role like we see with a lot of other actors sometimes they get shoehorned into a general uh stereotype or way of acting that's like jim carrey for years was always so loud and crazy and everything he did uh so uh but Again, we didn't see a long career with John Candy, so yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's I guess that's really what I have to say about the film to start. So, well, I have to say that uh, every time I go on a long road trip somewhere or a trip <laughs> somewhere, this movie is always in the back of my mind to such an extent that back on Halloween night. Me and Jacob were in a church van driving back from Glen Rose, Texas, on an interstate. And I, in the back of my mind, I thought, oh, no, this is that scene from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> I better make sure I don't go up the off-ramp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the thing is, this, like I said earlier, this movie is a comedy of errors. It is about the road trip from hell mm-hmm. yes. and the friendship, I think, that actually grows out of this. For sure. Um, one of my favorite scenes, though, has to be when uh, Neil is dropped off by the bus where his car <laughs> is supposed to be and yeah. someone has stolen oh, the car. Yes. I and he walks back. Across this airport, across the highway, <laughs> to see the secretary from Ferris Bueller, whose name I never can remember. Yeah. And, she, of course, she's doing her... She's on the phone in the middle of a busy airport talking with some, talking with a relative of hers about the upcoming Thanksgiving festivities. Right. And um, she, she says, how can... Finally, she gets off and says, how can I help? She says... Well, the first thing you can do is wipe that <laughs> blinking smile off your blinking face. Yeah. Get, I think that's, uh, she's played by Eddie McClure. Yes, Eddie Thank McClure. You. I never can remember her name. It's just, yeah. I always think of her as, oh, she's uh, the secretary from Ferris Bueller's Day right. Off. Uh, and, but she is amazing. That role is, she does a great job in that role. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, but that entire scene, and, and it, it ends 
with him nearly getting run over and being put out of his misery <laughs> yeah. by the man who's given who's pretty much been a thorn in his side the entire movie, but yet also his greatest help yes, the entire sure. movie. Yeah, and may, might I add with that that entire scene where he just goes on just a tangent about like everything he's this and yes. this I'm going to suit do, do, do this and this and this but like and she you, you could see her rage but she's mm-hmm. like staying calm but she's like if you've ever worked with the public you know that face you know the <laughs> feeling uh-huh so yeah. when, when it comes to be like sir do you still have your receipt oh like, I love you, that and if then you can just like, do that well, you're you're <laughs> you're blanked yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was perfect. And I, uh, yeah, I was I tra- like, I threw it away. It is like, ooh. I, I literally had, I literally Never. had a moment like that today, uh, working with uh, a cus- uh, a person, uh, and I can't go into much detail about it. But it was one of those like, oh, you have the receipt for that, correct? And they're like, um, no. Uh, I don't think we can reimburse you if you don't have proof you paid for something. So, oh yeah. Uh-huh. That's unfortunate. It's not not Walmart. (laughs) So Uh, they were at least nice before that. So it it could have been crazier. So, um, yeah. One of the things this film does really well, and it's not the first one to do this, but it's the continued uh, evolution of the story where we keep seeing them running into each other in a way that makes sense, even though it is kind of a stretch. You would think that they're going to, you know, meet up or cross paths again, but they do a pretty good job of making it believable. Um, and I, I really enjoy that aspect of it because like we see here, you know, he has to trek through and then he gets, you know, finally goes to leave and nearly gets ran over by, uh, yeah. you know, Del. John Candy's character, yeah. um, Del per- Griffith. Great camera work in that, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. 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 Th- this, and that's, this movie okay. has some great little, I call them one frame special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when, uh, after Dell has stolen Neil's cab, and they happen to meet up in the waiting area at the airport. Yeah. And Neil's thinking, I think I know this guy. And then for a split second, he's, he's in the airport. You see him behind the window of the cab. Yeah. Because they actually got the door in there right. to film that right. shot, which is great. And then my other favorite one is when um, when they're going down the highway backwards and they're going right between... The trucks. The two trucks, oh, yeah. Yes. And you get that very quick shot of <laughs> just their of, of these two dummies with their with the every with, with their hair going everywhere and the eyes popping out and everything. Plus yeah. then for a short second you get John Candy in that devil costume. <laughs> yeah. And laughing yeah. maniacally. Laughing maniacally. And of course right. it, it that scene is great because at the end, after they have literally peeled their fingers out of the uh <laughs> the dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> they go and get his trunk off the road because it fell off. They're sitting there, and all we see is all of a sudden the light on their back has gone from white to yellow. And they turn around, they look. <laughs> the car's on fire. <laughs> and they turn back around and go, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because at like, that point, they're assuming nothing can get worse. Yes. They've yes. just had this horrible near-death experience they're not they're probably assuming they're not going to be able mm-hmm. to go anywhere. They're going to have to wait for someone to come pick them up or whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden the car goes up in flames. So, you know. And then they drive the <laughs> remains of that 
car yes. somehow yes, yes, to yeah. a motel. And, of course, they don't have the money for it because the only credit card <laughs> that between the two of them melted in yep. the uh, glove compartment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is definitely a comedy of errors. Yes. Uh, yes. It's just and a such continuation a f- of just misery, I would oh, yes. say. It's, um, it's a fun characters. movie. It's a, it's it's hilarious, and it's. I think we've all had those those trips where nothing is going according For to sure. plan, yeah. and I think that's why it's so great. It's like you know, it's an exaggeration of that, exactly. But it's like I, you can just see this happening, yes. and you're glad it's not happening to you. Right, and that's why they have to be so exaggerated to it. Yes. Because if they didn't, we would all just feel so bad because we know that feeling. Yeah. And we've all been there at least a little bit. Maybe we haven't went between two 18-wheelers and then had our car set on fire. But mm-hmm. many of people have had a crazy wreck or have you mm-hmm. know had something hold them up or lost their money and couldn't afford to. I've, I know I've, I've showed up at a gas station on empty and had no money before. And then Ooh. you feel horrible, and you try to find a way to make that work. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we've all been there in or one have, way or, or another. Or have a uh, a blown out tire in the middle of the night. Yeah, on your yeah. way home, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. you see people pass you by, and you realize one of the people who passed you by was your older brother. Yeah, who they never saw thing. you. <laughs> yeah, because it's dark. That yeah, happens. It does. <laughs> or you, you know, go, I mean, or as you're driving home after a lovely holiday weekend with your family you're going down a small little fm road so you've turned your high beams on and as a car comes up you go to turn your high beams off and they don't turn off (laughs) and you have to drive home with your high beams on and when you get home even though you can you have the headlights turned to the off position the lights don't go off at all so you have (laughs) to get in there and actually uh, take the unplug the battery from the car so that you don't waste your entire battery at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. Or, you know, I mean, there's a thousand things that going back to your car and you didn't realize your door was cracked and now your car's dead because your battery, your light was on all night or whatever. So many things happen. And that's the thing. People, most people have, and and especially this situation, it's not just the going home from, Mm -hmm. you know, a local thing or whatever. It's that long trip, you know, Mm -hmm. where things just don't work out and you're stranded in some weird location. Maybe you have money. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're having to use a credit card you never use, or you're worried about that limit and how close you might actually be to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there's nothing worse than having to get something fixed or replaced when you're out of town. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, one, one that I bring, one that I've just recalled really uh, one where you you go into a store and the next thing you know you walk you walk back to your car with groceries and there's a dog in your car that wasn't there prior to. <laughs> well, that's fun too. Yeah. And then it's trying to get said dog out of your car. Yeah, but at least at least the dog isn't tearing your car up. Then no. that would be worse. That yeah, would be worse. I said the dog dig. You know, never mind. Or if it was a violent dog. No, it was, it was a very at least it was a friendly dog puppy. You just didn't want to come out. At least that the is dog like didn't the leave you a present. worst example yeah. of being uh, being being in a bad situation, Jacob. I know so many people that would just love to come to their car and find some happy, strange dog. Yes, you know, Jacob, you live a charmed life. <laughs> yes, like you just be like your providence. You are mine now. <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've been adopted. 
Yes, yes, you've been corpsed. How you? How, that's how you get adopted by a dog. You just walk back to your car and oh look, there's a dog. It's there. That yeah. na- is now my responsibility to take care of. Hmm. Yeah. Or Lucy. <laughs> well, see what would be what would be worse is if you got there and someone had broke your window to get the dog out of your car. Yeah, that wasn't oh, your dog. Gosh, and you have still have no idea how the dog got into the car. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's fun. Um. Yes. So. Um. Yeah, like, this is a pretty simple, straightforward movie. I mean, granted, there's the twist with the dead wife. Yeah. Um, and if you're, I mean, paying attention to it, you can see that there's obviously something. You're questioning, is she dead? Is there a divorce? Whatever. At least that's what I was doing the whole time, trying to figure out I can which tell way. you on my first viewing four or five, six years ago, I did not pick up on the clues mm. that his wife was no longer with him. Right. Uh, so when the twist happened, it did is like, it did kind of catch me off guard, but I, I do find it interesting when you do know that twist, how well those clues are woven into the story. Agreed. Well, and the thing I would say is because I think it's part of the reason it's a little less obvious, I would say. And again, I noticed it. So I, it wasn't not obvious, but I mean, it wasn't like I could tell right away which direction Mm -hmm. we were going with that. I just knew there was something. And by the end, I was certain she had to not be in the picture. Um, well, I mean, the, the the clue that gives almost gives it away is when he's in the the car at the motel yeah. and he's talking to right. his wife, and you know, it's like you don't talk to a a person who's living like that. Yeah, when you're far um, away. Yeah, yeah. So well, the, the the clue that brought, that shined me in, it's like okay, something's up with this was when he just casually said, be like, oh, I haven't been home in years. Yeah. It's well, like, that's yeah. the big one. Wait a minute. That's when, you know, Yo, Martin. Wait a minute. You just, later you just on. said that you, your wife loves you, yeah. but you haven't been home in years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing about it is because of the uh, craziness and zaniness of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, the little, I mean, we don't get a ton of background information here and there. I right. mean, we're, we're getting more of the movie from, uh, Steve Martin's character's perspective anyway. Yeah. So seeing the background for him and everything, and, that and makes a lot of sense. And as but, focused as Steve Martin's character is on just getting home, right? it makes sense why he did not put any exactly. of those clues together until he was on the tr- subway train in Chicago right. Right. after having left Dell. And as opposed to a lot of stories where there's some sort of twist... There's no no feeling of needing to figure out the mystery in general in the movie. Mm-hmm, like right. it's not like this is an obvious. Oh, there's a mystery that we have to figure out. Um, as a lot of times you're going, well, who did it? Who did this? Because you know someone died or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's just kind of background information that is kind of sketchy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but whether I, or not you're I really do, trying to find it or not can vary. So. I do like, though, how uh, once you know that you know mm-hmm. his wife is dead, it recontextualizes almost every scene of him. Re- recontextualizes his character throughout the sure. entire movie. And you can see, sure. oh, he's he doesn't mean half the stuff or any of the stuff that has, that's gotten him and Steve Martin in, in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. He's a lovable goofball that messes stuff up, and he's yeah. literally, he is really trying. He was yeah. never, and you kind of know, you know, he's really trying the whole time, but yeah. the fact that it's, it's more to that. It's like, he's, he finally found someone who he feels he can be friends with and he's nearly screwed it up the entire movie. Yeah. 
Been there, yeah. done that. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what else do we need to say about this film? It is most definitely worth a viewing, worth a watch, and worth a purchase. I learned that you should never drink a canned beverage in a bed that's got the little rumble option on it. <laughs> I, I think it's generally good advice never to drink a canned of uh, any Anything. beverage on a bed. Yes. Because if you do not have a table to put it on. Yeah, you got to put it on something. Because if you set it on the bed, yes. there's a chance it's falling over. And I, I mean, yes. I, I've played that risk game before plenty of times. Hold it between my legs, lean it against me just right, whatever. But it is a risky game, and it's better just not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I would, don't do it. Yeah. The thing I would say about this movie as far as its uh, watchability and rewatchability, I haven't seen it again yet, so I don't know. And But I feel like I could watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that it's definitely worth a watch, especially considering the lack of Thanksgiving films. Because a lot of people, a lot of families associate films with the holidays. So right. during those times, they've got a little extra time off. They try to find films. If you're one of those people who does that, you've got Christmas films, you got holiday films you watch, you watch Die Hard at Christmas, whatever. You know, whatever your tradition is. If you're weird is. like that, sure. <laughs> What's that? This is if you're weird <laughs> like that, sure. Yeah. If, if you if you like holiday movies to fit the, the time that you're in or you watch movies associated with the, 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 the month or the week or whatever, the holiday going on, this is definitely something you should watch because at the very least, it's another thing to add to that Thanksgiving list, which as far as I know, is a very, very short list. Charlie I, Brown. I did uh, some looking up. You got the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special mm-hmm. and you've got a movie that came out a couple years ago with Owen Wilson. It's an animated movie called Freebirds. Where they, where the a pardon turkey, that the you know the, the president is pardoned, for somehow is it go, is able to go back in time and does his best to try to get turkey off the menu, at the first Thanksgiving. Yeah, so I'm gonna think this is probably better than yes, that. Yes, it probably so, is. Yeah, let's just 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 for more of historical aspect, they didn't have turkey at the first. I'm aware Thanksgiving. of that. Yeah, yeah. It makes so, me very glad that for the cellcast we do have Miyazaki months, so we have to push this movie off as far as possible. Yes. <laughs> so, we at least didn't have ham this year. I I would I would rate we did. that you're you're, that was you're, a very pro- good ham. you're probably going to put this one in the top one or two of Thanksgiving films pretty much depending on your preference and John Candy's always John Candy and Steve Martin I always would say watch give it anything they've done a chance because right. they're both fantastic John Candy it's such a short list comparatively definitely watch it uh, and Steve Martin is a legend and most of what he does is great I mean. I'm not even going to say that I'm sure I like everything he's done, but I always appreciate him as an actor. And I think he's, between, he's also a great banjo player if you didn't know yes. that, mm. but uh, he's, he's just such an inspirational guy, I think in general. And I think his movies are, are usually good and worth the watch too. So definitely those two being the focus of this whole film mm-hmm. are worth watching. And if you're one of those people who need to connect people with Kevin Bacon, here's another one to mm-hmm. add to your list. So, yeah, there you go. Um, anything else before we jump into our star rating? I can't think of anything. I'm good. Jacob? Okay. All right. Well, let's jump into our star rating. Who would like to go first? I'm giving this four and a half stars. It's a fun movie. It's a, it's a great Thanksgiving movie. It is not a family movie, I, I, I should say. 
even though it is a, it is about family, uh, definitely if you want to watch this with kids in the room, see if you can find the edited for TV version. <laughs> Because that that's, be entertaining that too. <laughs> scene is in there. I just yeah. don't remember how they edited it around it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of bleeps. Except I don't remember them actually bleeping anything out. No, I, I remember watching there was the for the uh, extra features for this film. Oh, okay. Yeah, they actually they had to go back and do a, a uh, what do they call it? A dub over? ADR? ADR. With him like saying something else, right? Like every time, it's, it's, it's a fake cuss word. I know yeah. that, but I can't remember what it is. What the uh, chicken? What the chicken? Right. It's 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 a fun movie and it's enjoyable. And yeah, definitely okay. give it a watch if you've never seen it before. Yeah. Real, real amazing movie that you're giving. How many? I, I for me, it's it's four and a half. It's four okay. and a half. It's it's one of these amazing films that. If it wasn't for this podcast, I probably never would have seen. Minus probably Drew would have brought it up at some point. Uh, oh, I would have forced you to watch it at some point. Probably. <laughs> I'm surprised I hadn't forced you to watch Ferris Bueller yet, to be honest. <laughs> I'll get there. When, when I get, get there. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Next time. <laughs> I think we go ahead. No! <laughs> I do still need to make We're going to make December John Mark. Hughes month. Is that what's going on? <laughs> Well, I do still need to watch Home Alone. Uh, yes. You, you oh, haven't yes. seen Home Alone? I never watched Home Alone growing up. Oh, what my God. What kind of animal are you? Maybe a cat. A filthy. <laughs> wow. A filthy, filthy animal. animal. <laughs> filthy wow. cat. I know that much. Wow. Yeah. So you're giving it four and a half stars? Yes, four and a half. Jim? <laughs> I feel like something's wrong, man. I don't know. I mean, I know I watched it and I know I enjoyed it, but y'all's y'all's ratings seem really high. Uh, I'm, I'm I just give it a solid three. Okay. Uh, uh, it it's enjoyable. Uh, I wouldn't call it gr- amazing. I wouldn't call it groundbreaking. I enjoy Steve Martin and John Candy, but I would. I mean, yeah. I don't think I can rate it higher than a three. I mean, yeah. maybe a three and a half, but I'm gonna go with three because I think that feels right. Um, it's good. It's an older comedy film. Uh, it has a lot of fun bamboozlement and hijinks, whatever you want to go <laughs> yes, with. Um, but I, I do feel like it's fun and worth watching. And if we were just rating it based on its Thanksgivingness and uh, being a good movie for a holiday, sure, I could give it a higher rating. I still think the Peanuts special is probably better. Uh, in some ways, maybe Since it's, it's actually classic. about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes, yeah. This just happens to take place around Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving movie for the same reason Die Hard is now considered a no, Christmas movie. No, this the whole the story of this movie is about being he's okay. Neil Page is reaching out to someone else because he is thankful for everything he has. He is not he re- share it Whoa, with, he is not with Del Griffith. He is that not is reaching out reaching to John Candy. The fact that they say Thanksgiving like 400 times in this movie okay, makes it okay, a Thanksgiving okay, okay. film. Okay. For the you same can't... reason, for the same reason that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay, because so, it is? Because so it takes no, place no around that time. Calling so, this not a Thanksgiving movie we, would be silly because it is a Thanksgiving film. I, it's I'm about not Thanksgiving. Okay, it's about hey, getting hey, to Thanksgiving. I yeah. am not saying this is not a Thanksgiving movie. Okay. I am just pointing out that it, the reason I consider it a Thanksgiving movie is why is the same reason many people consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, so despite you, the fact oh, I normally do not. If you don't, if, okay, 
which we will have to do die hard in order to explain all it requires to be a holiday movie is to be set in a time of that holiday so is iron man so is iron man 3 a christmas movie I would have to rewatch it because it's been so. Long. It takes place at Christmas. I, I'd have to rewatch uh, Iron Man three because I don't remember because it's been so long and I was yeah, very right. upset at that movie. Um, uh, I but don't yeah, it is set at Christmas. Are about uh, or during Christmas and whatnot. Just having one scene on Christmas Day obviously wouldn't be enough. But if it right. does have, if it takes Tony place over that Stark sort of thing and there's mention of the holiday at the beginning of the movie tony stark gives pepper a giant bunny rabbit okay that we get to see blow up at the end of the movie with the rest of the mansion die hard takes place at a christmas party the vice president that is well not to get into spoilers but when they call the vice president at the end he is at his family's christmas party yeah it is all you can see uh when Tony's at that uh, that town where he crash lands and he meets the kid mm-hmm. that shows up again in Endgame. Yeah. Uh, you can see Christmas lights all over the place. It's a Christmas movie. It's definitely Sounds set like at Christmas. Christmas. I would argue that Die Hard gets a bad rap as far as not being a Christmas movie because it literally takes place during a Christmas party. I will say the yeah. reason I like to fight this argument is because I'm being pedantic. Sure, True. sure, sure. So I'm, I'm going to make a, a strong argument for... This movie being a Thanksgiving film, which none of us said it wasn't. No, agreed. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm just trying to balance the, you know, balance things out from my perspective. That the fact that Steve Martin's character is trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Exactly. That's you know that gives a whole reason for this being a Thanksgiving film. Right. The, the, that's my point from the beginning, is it's yeah. all about some guy getting home for Thanksgiving. Exactly. You can add the fact that it's all about him being, at the end especially, mm-hmm. going home, being thankful for being with his family, yeah. getting yeah. this guy and realizing he's thankful for all this stuff and this guy needs something and trying to bring him to uh, to celebrate Thanksgiving mm-hmm. with him. It's very much a Thanksgiving film. And I don't think anybody's saying it's not, but I definitely think it's a very Thanksgiving film. Oh, yeah. But anyway, that's yeah. that's beside the point. Much more than Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start ranting at you like he did in the movie in a minute. Just say it. I'm going to go all Neil Page hold, on you. Hold that <laughs> off until we actually uh, do Die Hard. <laughs> okay, yeah. When we which, get there, which, I think we're going to have which to I'm assuming might, Which I'm assuming might be in about a month. <laughs> Might be, might be. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about on this one, or are we done? I can't think of anything. All right. I think well, we're good. If that's it, uh, this is our review, or this was our review of planes, trains, and automobiles. You've been listening to the Movie of the Week podcast. If you'd like to follow Jim, you can find me at on Facebook and Twitter as Passive Creative, or on Instagram as Passive Creator. This is Drew, and you can follow me on my photo bin on Facebook. It's at Drew's Photo Bin. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, where I try to leave a review of every single movie we review. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can find Jacob on Facebook at... Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. You can also find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. 
You can also listen to our sibling show that Jacob and I are on at thecellcast.podbean.com, where we review animated movies. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please remember the opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and are those of the creators alone. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on whether or not you should watch a movie or whether you enjoy it is your own. As always, thank you for listening to the Movie of the Week podcast.